Welcome to the Women's Bible Study Studio. Welcome to this episode. It's all about dating and what God thinks about the topic. Christian dating. I would like to preface this episode by saying it is an adult subject matter. And um, it should be viewed that way. And um, you may just want to make sure that everyone that is present is an adult. However, it's a godly perspective. And I think that if it's a topic you're interested in pursuing, then you will find it enjoyable and you will be edified and encouraged. topic for today is dating. And um, I first would like to say that I am a Christian and that affects what I think and how I approach dating. So um. I wanted to, first of all, first of all, I'll read a scripture. This might not be, you know, the most popular thing, but if you've known any Christians, you know good and well that we would at least, you know, quote one scripture, read it, quote it or something, refer to it. So, um, the Bible says that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So we are the temple of the Holy Ghost. We have God's Spirit in us. And the Bible admonishes us to treat it as such. So as a Christian, I've made a commitment to abstain from sex. So, um, it's, you know, times, ages, for ages, it's been a controversial topic. Sex has been, um, and it still is in some ways in the church, but we have found a way as the body of Christ to talk about it. And when you approach it with the right motivation, it doesn't have to be so uncomfortable or um, so... Uh, horrible I guess I don't know (laughs) it's not really horrible to me it's just um, it's just what is so um, saying that I wanted to read a scripture it is 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 18 and it says flee fornication every sin that a man doeth is without the body but he that committed fornication sinneth against his own body what know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you which ye have of God and 
you are not your own. For you are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. So, I um, am a believer in Jesus Christ. And I know uh, the body of Christ has been charged with being old and antiquated and old-fashioned, out of touch, and all this. But I have to tell you that that is really not true. You can live a holy life and be connected with God, be saved, and also be sanctified and consecrated and still have a fruitful, fulfilling, wonderful, exciting life. So God did not die on the cross for us to live a little bitty, lackluster, weak life. And part of that is um, how we view things. We have to use godly wisdom. We have to have a godly mindset. So we have to view everything from God's point of view. So um, this is the starting point. So as I said, our bodies are a temple of the Holy Spirit. We have God residing in us. We have changed hearts, changed minds, new spirits. So we have a desire to please God. Now, because I have a desire to please God, I have decided to abstain, to abstain from sexual relations until until I'm married. So, um... I mean, it's not a big deal. Uh, Maybe there's more people in the church that decided that they can still do what they want to do in this particular area than I realized, but um, this is what it is. So it says flee fornication. And I was a little apprehensive um, about reading this particular scripture because a lot of times it seems very harsh and um, very limited a lot of times to other people. But, um, and sometimes maybe unrealistic to others. So as a Christian, I have heard a lot of different approaches to dating and marriage and sex and all that. And, you know, you come across people who have a different belief, or have a different um, viewpoint. And, um, you know, that's not unusual. And I have not been surprised by that. Um, I just know what God has called me to do and um, how I have decided to, to respond. So I'm not a person who has not had sex before marriage. I have had sex before marriage. I had a child before I was married. So I do have that experience. So when I talk about um, abstaining from sex or deciding to be celibate because of God's commands, I'm not 
just saying something that I have not experienced. So, um, I have to say that I have dated, I've had relations with uh, dates and boyfriends and things like that. And I don't know, when I really decided to get to know God by studying his word, I got to know him better. And I, that's when I decided to make that commitment. Um, and so I'm going to say that, in my opinion, what I've experienced, so it's not really my opinion, but what I've experienced with God is that um, you're not really missing out on that much. And you all know you can go out. And I've been in the clubs. We've all been there, been to the clubs. Um, I don't know. I'm, I was getting tired of the clubs, to tell you the truth. And you can go to the club. You can go there every night, twice a week. Sometimes we would go um, ladies' night and then maybe Saturday night um, every week. And we would go. So, and you know, after a while, you get tired of it. So, or after a while, it gets a little boring and stale and you want to do something different. So I guess we just went to a different, you know, another club, which is true. We would change and we'd go to another club and see what that was like. Um, but you're not really missing out on anything. So if you're contemplating giving up the club scene, giving up um, sex before marriage, I would suggest you do it. Um, pray and ask the Lord for strength and he will give it to you. So, um, I mean, for me, it it wasn't it wasn't that difficult. So um, yeah, so our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit, and God has commanded us to flee fornication. So that means every kind of sex. It just doesn't necessarily mean sex with a partner, any type of sexual activity. Um, you are to flee. So and run if you have to. Um, if you have to do that, you have to do that. If you have to take what other people may think are drastic measures, then um, you have to do that. So um, now dating. Dating is um, different. Some people I've heard, I've read information about how people in the body of Christ have approached dating. Um, and some people are proponents of not dating at all, praying and asking the Lord to bring them a wife, which is biblical. Um, And I do, however, know that we have to think more openly, uh, more, and not openly, but have a broader mindset. Um, God is a big God. God is you know, he's greater than we are. And we do, I mean, we have the mind of Christ, but we don't have God. We cannot think like God can. We all know he is the creator and we are the created. So his, his thoughts are not our thoughts. And, um, I think that sometimes we kind of limit God when we, um, pray and ask God for a mate. So, um, but I do believe that the Bible 
teaches and it is accurate that God brings a wife to a man. And um, so um, in more recent years, I have decided that I wanted to get back into the dating scene. So I had decided that I was not going to do it really so much unless it was someone that I felt like God wanted me to get to know. And that was good because my children were young. Um, I had two young daughters and I didn't want them exposed to a bunch of drama and a bunch you know, of things that little kids should not be um, exposed to. And so because of that, they were not. Um, the little uh, things that they have been exposed to were not really, really not anything. So I guess my children were blessed in that manner. So my prayer is that they would continue that and that they would remember that they had an upbringing in a home that was free from a bunch of drama and a bunch of ungodly um, behavior and that they would um, that they would continue that and with their own children and their own families. So that's something that we can bless. We can bless our families that way and making sure that we take steps as directed by the Holy Spirit to uh, make sure people, our families have a safe sound um, and a godly upbringing, a godly environment in which to live and to communicate with their family, families and um, be with their families. So, um, like I said, I more recently decided to get back into dating. I had decided to kind of pull back from that, decided to be celibate, abstain from any sexual relationships because because God told me to do that and um, because it, it pleases and honors him. And of course, um, he does not want children to be involved in any sort of um, ungodly relationships or, um, you know, any sort of drama like, like that. So, um, yeah, so now that seems very extreme, I would say to some people, if you are Christian, it does not, you have heard that. And, um, so it's not so extreme, but, um, so dating now dating, I was talking about dating and how certain People in the body of Christ view dating. Some people believe that you don't date at all, um, that God would bring you your wife. And I absolutely believe that God has has done that, will do that, will continue to do that for people. You really have to pray and ask God what it is that he wants you to do. Now, some people will tell you that all Christians should take that approach. Now, um, I believe all Christians should be abstinent. I believe all Christians should pray and ask God to um, bring them their marriage partner, to um, bring them into a marriage relationship. I do believe also that God has provided um, a way to do this, that he would bring the wife to the husband. Now, um, as far as meeting people and all that, I have to say um, in recent years, 
I have not really encountered a lot of people that I would say that I'd be interested in dating. Not a lot. Um, In past years, and I have to say, it's been more than 20 years. It's only been two or three. So, um, but I have to say, I've been very busy doing the things of the Lord, raising my children. I've been going out with friends and family. We vacationed. We've done dinner. We've um, attended worship services. Um, Bible study was a big thing for me. I was involved in teaching the Bible and ministering in my church and um, bringing my children up in the nurturing admonition of the Lord. And so that took time. So I had to take them to rehearsals, take them to their classes, um, get them to school, homework, and all that. So I, I mean, I had my hands full, but now they're grown. They're way grown. My children are in their 30s. So I have lots of time now to um, focus a little bit more on some things that might be important to me and ultimately important to God. So as I said, some people would say that maybe you should not date or they would say definitely you should not date and that um, God would bring you a wife. Pray and God would bring you a wife. Now, I am not a proponent of long dating relationships. I would have to say I do not oppose dating. But I feel there are certain boundaries and guidelines that you have to use when you are dating, no matter how long it is, for 10 years or a year, or if you feel like God has brought you a wife and you know who this person is, I don't would not know exactly what the process would be from there. If you know who your wife is, then I would say if she has parents who are living, talk to the parents. If you don't want to date, you would have to decide that between the two of you as, you know, as a command from God, as the Holy Spirit leads the both of you. And talk to the, talk to her parents, talk to your parents, your family, her family, and see um, what it is that God is telling you. So God has told me that it's okay for me to date. Now I would not I'm not going to be in for a long-term relationship. I don't want to be in for a long-term relationship because, first of all, I will have to be in a relationship with a man and abstain from any sexual activity. So to me, that's not realistic to do it for a long period of time. So um, I would say approximately a year or less and um, I believe God could show me a spouse and that I could do that without dating. I don't feel like um, that God has told me that I should not date. He has not told me that. So um, I would admonish you to pray, ask God, read the scriptures about what it is God says in the Bible about dating, about abstinence, about marriage, about sex. So it's all there in the scriptures and um, you can access it. In fact, you can, you know, you can Google the Bible these days and there's all kinds of online Bibles and you can research it. You can just type in 
what does uh, the Bible say about marriage? What does the Bible say about dating? What does the Bible say about sex? And um, you, of course, you know, you get search results and find out um, find out what the scriptures are. I would go to the scriptures before I would go to any teacher. And I love Bible teachers. I love Bible teaching. That is like my number one main thing. And then I have a few others. But um, I would go straight to the Bible and see what it says. So I would suggest you do that. And um, I would suggest if you ask me, you're going to ask me, I would say you stay celibate, pray, and ask God to bring you someone. And then ask him how um, you should do that. Because we've heard all the things. I read a lot of books dating books and the one book the one woman wrote about the rules for dating and all that and I I mean I read the book it wasn't very um, big but I love women's topics and so of course I read the book because that was the big buzz then that book so of course I read it I bought it and I read it and um, a lot of things there are they're godly concepts I don't know if she knew that or not but those those approaches to relationships are um, are actually godly approaches or you know godly commandments and admonitions. So um, I would suggest you do that. Go to the Word of God and see what God ha- see what God has to say. So I said all that to say this. Um, I'm a Bible educator. I'm an instructor. I've taught in a local church in Ohio for years and um, more recently I have um, developed a podcast to communicate the word of God to people that would like to know God better and um, this is one of the topics I had not broached this topic Um, I think I was a little upset quote unquote and I feel like this is a safe place that I could tell you guys this that I was a little upset because um I don't know the world just seems so preoccupied with dating which there's nothing wrong with dating I'm not I would not be upset if you told me that you know that this is a foremost thought that you have this is something that's on your mind that would not upset me I just you know I think that um, because we have so many different views of dating and marriage and sex in this world, that sometimes those views collide. And when they collide, you know, it could be heated. There could be tensions. There could be a lot of um, biases, uh, miscommunication, assumptions on people's parts about, um, you know, about how people approach it, how they feel, what they think, and then how, you know, actually how Christians, um, you know, we're not all boring and things like that. We have been called to, um, our calling is serious and we take God serious. And um, in my opinion, you know, we have as a teacher, I have to study the Word of God. I have not been able to study the way I've liked to the last few years. And this has been um, a 
concern of mine, but just like studying the Bible, applying his word to every situation and dating is one of them is very serious. So um, I decided to make the podcast so that I could communicate what God would have you to know, have me to say about the word of God. Now, I am not God, neither is any other teacher or minister. So you are going to have to go to God yourself and pray. You're going to have to read the Bible and pray. And you're going to, I'm sure you will find that God is speaking to you and that he is telling you things that you, that you need and want to hear. So, um, yeah, I would say if you're going to ask me about sex, about dating, about marriage, those are the things that I would tell you. To abstain from sex, to, to be celibate until you are married, that um, dating, dating, if you would ask me, I would say it's okay. You would have to be sure that the Holy Spirit is telling you to date. He may tell you not to date. Um, and at times, the Holy Spirit will tell you that you're supposed to be single. Some people feel as though the, that they're supposed to be single, period, the, the, for the remainder of their lives. And it's actually not feeling, I misspoke, it's not that they feel that. They have a conviction that the Lord has said that they are to be single and abstain from sex until they go to be with the Lord. Or the Lord comes here, whichever is first. So some people feel that way. They don't, you know, they don't really have a desire to have to date and all that. And we can, it can be overrated. Um, And we can put a lot of our hopes and dreams and all that in another person, in a wife or a husband and a spouse or, um, you know, even in dating. So, I have decided that I would like to go back into the dating arena. I am going back in with a godly mindset, um, with a more balanced approach, and not expecting a man to fulfill me or complete me. I'm already completed. I'm completing Christ, and I'm sure you've heard that from godly sources and from um, sources that we would consider to be secular sources that you don't expect a a man or a woman to complete you. When people have said that, though, sometimes they say, you complete me, that's like the ultimate thing you could say to your spouse. Um, That just means maybe that you are the person that I'm supposed to be with, that God brought you to me, and we're supposed to be a couple and not be a couple with anybody else. Um, something like that, maybe. I don't presume to know exactly what they're thinking, feeling, or feel God has told them, but maybe that's what they're thinking. But we are complete in Christ. And so when you are complete and you know your um, Lord and Savior and you are um, complete in Him, then you can... Uh, pursue a relationship with for, uh, with another person, with a husband or a spouse or prospective husband or, or wife um, in a godly manner. So I would say um, 
pray. Ask God, abstain. Um, Ask God if you're supposed to date. I think that if God told you you're not supposed to date, and there are people who teach that, that you really should not date, that you should not have very limited physical contact before dating or before marriage, um, which could be true. And I, you know, there are, I feel there are reasons for that. Some people find it hard to abstain. Some people would find it more of a temptation to um, have, you know, physical contact of certain types with a person of the opposite sex before marriage. They would find that difficult. Um, so you have to pray and ask God what what it is that he is telling you. So I, uh, myself, I feel the freedom to date. Um, as I said, I would not like to date Lord for a long period of time. And so I'm very careful to, to tell the Lord what it is that I'm not going to do or what I'm going to do. And basically, I'm going to do what he says to do. But um, as I said recently, I really haven't even had a lot of occasion to see or be anywhere near anyone that would I would consider a person that I would date or that would want to date me. So I've had co-workers, um, brothers and sisters in Christ in um, my church, a few neighbors and people, you know, that you see, um, family, friends, all that. So it hasn't been a lot anyway, but, um, so I haven't, you know, had a lot of quote unquote temptations, if you will. So, um, I, I'm fine in that area, but I would, um, admonish you to remember to pray, to pray and ask God what it is that he would, what he have you to do. Um, So read and study your Bible on the topics. Um, Read the scripture anyway. uh, And pray and ask God for leading. And ask him what it is he would have you to do. And see what the Spirit is telling you. How how are you convicted? Um, And if you you want to um, listen to some Bible teaching... Um, there are very good Bible teachers out there. You may have a local church um, that would have maybe a singles ministry or something like that. I really am kind of over the singles ministry thing. I went to singles ministry and enjoyed it immensely. It was a Bible study. We didn't have a lot of mixers or fellowship event- events. We um, did Bible study, which I think was to our best benefit to do that to for Bible study. Um, so we would know what it is God is saying, and then we could allow the Holy Spirit to convict us to um, tell us what it is that um, we're supposed to be doing as, Christ, as single Christians. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So I am looking forward to meeting people. I've just moved to a new city. It's been two years here 
I moved from Ohio. I did have a friend that I was dating there before I moved. And then um, I moved abruptly. I moved um, to Baltimore, Maryland from Dayton, Ohio. So I um, have not had a lot of dating experience recently. When I was in high school and college, I had um, I had um, boyfriends and dates and things like that. Um, I am divorced, and that's a whole nother topic. Um, should you divorce? If you are divorced, what should you do? Should you marry someone else? Should you remarry your ex? Um, How should you relate? All those things, those can be pressing issues. And they can be points of um, dissension or, like I say, discontent. Or they can pretty much make you angry. um, And you don't want to have tumultuous relationships with your ex-spouse, um, ex-boyfriends or all and all that. Um, so you want to have proper relationships and you want to do things the way the Lord would have you to do. So we can be, I was separated for a while. I, I mean, I did the whole thing. I was separated. I dated while I was separated because I was getting a divorce and I, um, I was finished, like, I was done. I mean, I said what I wanted to say, and I said it more than once. And, you know, I'm the type of person that would give their all. And um, so I wasn't receiving what I thought I should get. So I was leaving. So, and I did. (laughs) I left, and that was that. I mean, you know... And then later, I found out that my spouse was a little hurt. And I was like, you are hurt. Okay. I, you know, I didn't realize that you would respond that way. (laughs) That you would be hurt. And so I did hurt him a little bit. I think I apologized. I don't know. Um, At this point, it was so many years ago. I was, I've gotten, I was divorced in 1995. So, um but I was through. So, but since then I learned the Bible says that you are to be forgiving and forbearing and that you are to forgive, you know, someone else's faults and missteps. You can forgive infidelity even. Um, Now someone who's, who repeatedly uh, cheats with their, on their spouse is different matter to me. I mean, you don't, the Bible does not say you have to stay with someone who continually or repeatedly does these things. But, um, you know, to forgive, even an a a indiscretion as um, infidelity, that can be forgiven in a relationship. Um, and people have different views about that, even if someone cheated on you once. I mean, sometimes people cannot bear it, even one time. That is something unbearable, unthinkable, and it can destroy a relationship. So, um, you know, we do have to be careful in our relationships. And I think sometimes the focus, our focus um, has to do with it. Um, so I would uh, say that um, divorce and 
remarriage, all these topics, dating and sex, all these topics are godly, they're godly topics and things that we should talk about in the body of Christ and things that we should um, make known. And these are things that are primary and very important to people in general. They're a way for us as Christians to reach out to others. Um, Some people may not respond. They may respond like we're weird and strange because celibacy. How can you marry someone and never have sex, never be close enough and intimate with them? That seems like you would marry a stranger. But, you know, you can have a best friend and you can know that best friend. And the point is that you know that person and love that person. And you, you know, you're not, you don't have like a physical relationship with them in that, not in that manner. And you can know them. So you can know a prospective spouse very well without having sex. I do believe that. So, and it's true. So the Bible says it. So read it for yourself. You'll, you'll see that I'm, I'm telling you the truth. So, um, I will, I guess, um talk a little bit more about this um it's it's a pressing issue um and as I said I was like "Mm, do I really want to talk about this I'm kind of over the whole dating thing I'm over sex over sex before marriage you know how do you deal with person of the opposite sex and you know because I'm not into a lot of drama so I'm not into you know, boyfriend and girlfriend, you know, switching partners or whatever you want to call it, like cheating on each other and people get into it, like just like the soap operas, you know, we can, um, we hear about those things, especially in the media, it's um, basic where those concepts come from and those ideas come from and sometimes, you know, if we watch too much of that, we think real life should depict those types of scenarios and it just isn't that way and mainly because we have to work most people have to work a job and so that takes a lot of time and then you have to you know you have to care for yourself and you're you know they just you know what it is what it is so you got errands to run you got a job you have if you have kids then you don't really have a lot of time to sit and talk and think about you know somebody else's relationship or even your own so but um I would say uh, dating, marriage, sex is at the forefront of people's minds. And I do have, I would, however, like to say that um, when I was uh, approached, the spirit was, well, I was asking God what it is he would want me to do. Did he want me to do singles ministry? And I opted not to because just because it was not something I felt like I really preferred to get into the Word of God and see what God had to say to His people and to myself about His Word. And to, I felt kind of like focusing on the dating thing and getting married. And for that, I think maybe for that to be my focus to me seemed that I was putting God in second place so I didn't really want to go that route but I think to address the topics is is a godly endeavor it's a godly thing to do 
So um, I want to take a look at the scriptures and see what the scripture, what God has to say about um, marriage, about dating, about relationships between men and women and um, communicate those. So those will be coming up. I would say be encouraged. I would say pray and ask God if he wants you to be celibate, do it. And I've done it for a number of years and so long now that I'm a little bit tired of it and I do want a relationship. But God can keep you. God can um, give you everything you need to, to make that commitment. And he can actually give you a spouse. So if you have a desire to have a spouse, like I have a desire to have a spouse, God put it there. Because I had some confusion about that too. God, do you want me to, I mean, I was not seeing anybody that I was interested in or that I felt like would really be interested in me. Um, So I'm like, well, Lord, is it that you want me not to have a spouse? Oh no, that is not what I wanted. So that would have been, to me, that would have been terrible. But I realized the Holy Spirit finally let me know that if I have a desire to have a spouse and God put it there, we you just have to approach it in a godly manner. And um, putting a spouse before God is something you don't want to do. So you want to make God your focus and trust God for your relationships. And that includes a marriage. And as I said, seek out the Lord in the scriptures and see what he has to say. All right, so I'm going to tell you, listen to the Women's Bible Study Studio. It's on um, Spotify, and there are several podcasts there, several topics, different topics that you will find of interest. And um, you can look for more podcasts um, in regards to dating, in regards to marriage, and sex, and um, relation, men and women in relationships. What do those relationships look like so you can look forward to those all right um have a blessed day thank you for joining me in the word of God today. Thank you for joining me in this conversation about Christians and dating and what the Bible has to say. Let's take some time to pray to God concerning the topic for this podcast. Let's do that um, together now. Father, we thank you for this time with you in your word. We thank you, Father, because you know and we know that you perform your word in our lives. The word of God has been settled in heaven forever and you work all things after the counsel of your own will. We know that you have given us a desire and placed it in our heart to have a spouse, a companion, a friend, a godly relationship. Father, so we're praying right now and asking you for godly relationships, godly friends, godly spouses, godly companions, Father, and it is your will for us to have these things, 
and it is a desire of our hearts. So we thank you, Father, knowing that you have answered our prayer and that you have already gone before us and you have done it. And um, we have expectant hope in you, Heavenly Father. So we thank you and praise you, Father, for your word. We thank you and praise you, Father, for this time with you. You never leave us or forsake us, Father. You are awesome, God. You are magnificent, Father. There is no God like you, Father. There is no one beside you, you said. There is no other God. And you are the one and true and living God, Father. So we praise you and thank you, Father. And our hearts rejoice in you. We are expecting great things from you, God. And we thank you once again for this time with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining me in the Women's Bible Study Studio. Thank you for joining me in the Word of God. Read and study God's Word. Do it every day. And remember, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So be sure to study your Word. Be sure to speak a word of encouragement to someone who may need to hear a word from the Lord.